0: All right. Well, welcome everybody to Rise Church. So glad that you're with us today. My name is Aaron. I'm the senior pastor. Welcome to Football Sunday, uh, man. This is a fun week. Every week we, or every year we do this, and we have fun. The reason, you know, the genesis of all this really came from was that, um, you know, historically Super Bowl Sunday was the lowest attended church day of the year, and so most of us were like, you know, preparing our wings and you know fries and buying you know uh, you know stretchy pants so that we can eat all day, and um and so we thought like like, like let's lean into it and let's just like make Sunday about football Sunday and have fun with it. And so this is fun, everybody say fun. Yeah, so like if you don't like to have fun at church, this is probably not going to be your church. And uh, we like to have fun. We believe Jesus smiled, you know, and we like, and he had a good time on this earth, and you can too as well. And so um, we're gonna have fun today. We're gonna teach the Bible and and talk about Jesus, of course. But this is one of our favorite Sundays of all the year. Believe it or not, this is our second highest attended service of the year, and it's one of the greatest times that we get to see new visitors that come in and guests, and and we see people come to Christ. It's amazing. God can do anything in any time. And so we're just so glad that you're here. If you are um, new to us, we always invite our guests to come back at least three times, we say three times. Three times. Here's why, as I know, when you go to a new place, you don't always get the best experience on the first experience. This is a unique Sunday. This is different. Um, normally, we don't have, you know, uh, football themes, and I'm not wearing a jersey, uh, and so it's all good. Normally, it's a fairly normal church service, but we'd love to have you back, and hopefully we could be your spiritual family. If you're watching online, we'd love to you to do a few things, like, comment, share, leave a review. Just do something in the chat. Let us know that you're there. Hey, what team you're rooting for today? Just let us know in the chat, and so we'll kind of find out today. How many of y'all are rooting for uh, the Cincinnati Bengals? Come on, make some noise if you're rooting for them. Anybody else? All right, awesome. So we got a booze, I think. Okay. All right. How many of y'all uh, rooting for the L.A. Rams? Anybody getting their L.A. Rams? We got some Rams fans. All right. I'm from California, and uh, and so I'm not rooting for the Los Angeles Rams because if you're from California, you know most of the cities are terrible. So you know, it's, so that's, you know, I'm rooting for Cincinnati. The reason I'm rooting for Cincinnati is Joe Burrow is a old school LSU. LSU. I'm actually a Saints fan. Uh, I'm wearing, I know this is not Saints Colors, I'm wearing a Peyton Manning jersey, and so I realize, like, our team doesn't have a coach, a quarterback, like, a half a team is gone, I feel like we're not going to be good for a decade, so I just thought maybe I'll pick all of the uh, Hall of Famers, so this is a Peyton Manning jersey, Hall of Fame, I might wear, you know, Barry Sanders next year, or, you know, Joe Montana, somebody just who's just amazing, so that's kind of my theory on it, and uh, I'm glad everybody showed up today and having fun, it's going to be fun today. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 5 is where we're going to be today, Luke chapter 5, one of my favorite Sundays of all of the year, Football Sunday, and um, I was thinking one of my favorite things about football and one of my favorite things about games is that um, it, it would seem that football is so unique that it, it, you can almost go to down to the final second, and it seems like there's always a chance for a comeback, it's like one of the best things, it's drama. Like football, the reason football is maybe one of the most popular sports in America is because there's drama attached to it all the time. There seems like there's always a chance for the team to come back and if you've seen recently at some playoff games like where there was 13 seconds left y'all and somehow this person decided that he was going to win the game by himself patrick mahomes like come on like it's crazy and you're like yeah it's like i don't understand like i was i'd be packing up on the sideline and like well i guess we lost and and there's just always this great moment for a comeback inside of sports and i don't know about you but the last 18 19 20 months of our life has been uh, what I would consider to be maybe the toughest seasons of our life. And, and what I've noticed is that what I'm looking for, at least in my life, especially in this year, is I'm looking for a little bit of a comeback, you know? Like I'm looking for a little bit of like, you know, I feel, it feels like I've been down 35 points to the, you know, the visiting team that should not be winning, right? And, and, and I just need a comeback. And so I thought I'd talk about today, how to be a comeback, how to be a comeback. How, how to be a comeback in your life, how to how to do that? I'm gonna use use Luke chapter, you Luke chapter five. If you don't know anything about the Bible. The Bible's broken up into um, two primary sections: uh, the Old Testament, kind of the first part; New Testament is kind of the second part. What's interesting about the, the Bible is that in the New Testament, it starts off with uh, four books. They're called the Gospels, or the lives of Jesus. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're going to be in Luke today. So Luke is a gospel, or it's a life of Jesus. It's telling about the story of Jesus and his ministry on this earth. And in Luke chapter 5, you see kind of the beginning stages of Jesus' ministry He comes down um, from from, from the, uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount. He has this amazing sermon that he starts off. It's like the greatest sermon ever preached in all of the world. You should definitely go read it. And he preaches about all kinds of things and, and And he walks down off of this amazing moment. And his first interaction with with somebody is so unique that that it just so spoke to me. And I think it speaks to you today. It's in Luke chapter 5. This is where we're at. So that's kind of context. Jesus' ministry. He's just got off his first greatest sermon ever. In Luke chapter 5, it says this. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. It's important. We will come back to that. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and he begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. If you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I, I will, be, I will be, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he charged him to tell no one and go show yourself to the priest. I think that's important. Go show yourself to the priest. This is like Levitical custom at the time and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for a proof to them. This in- interesting moment as he walks off the platform, if you will, and has interaction with someone who is not used to interaction. We see this guy move from move from obscurity to notoriety, to, to, to down and out, to to now he's he's up and coming. In fact, we're reading about this man because of this moment. And with that as our backdrop, let's pray. Father, I thank you, God. Today you're gonna speak to us, and, and we're trying to have fun and we're being silly today, but we know that something real and serious is gonna happen that your word's going to be preached, and that the Holy Spirit's going to use it, and that, God, you're going to do something special today in someone's heart. I pray that we would get out of the way. Lord, I'm humbled I get to preach on your behalf. I ask you to give me all the strength to do it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen how many of y'all ever had a bad day anybody ever had a bad day raise your hand it's maybe like today is maybe your bad day maybe you're rooting for the los angeles rams and today later on it's gonna be a bad day for you and 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 you know or maybe you know you know maybe you you just you know you you ever just feel like you wake up and just everything's bad maybe you're a dallas cowboy fan and every day is a bad day for you you know and and so you know i just i feel like and and come on y'all got to give that to me y'all got to give that you knew it was coming if you've been coming to this church long enough, you knew it was, you, you knew it was coming. Uh, but like I, you know, I had a bad day a long time ago. I was in college, and uh, I was, I was just starting out in university, and I, 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 I was not used to it, and 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 I was trying to get used to the place and the things. And we just opened up a brand new. Library that had opened up in our college campus and, and so it was beautiful and had multiple levels and these, these li- they call them library stacks where they, you know, the books and the, the shelves go for miles and it was amazing and I'm like, this is awesome and so there was this really pretty girl that obviously I found in this class, you know, she was in my class and and I I, 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 I knew her name but I, 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 I never had an interaction with her because we always sat on opposite sides of the class so I was always trying to accidentally run into her, you know what I'm saying, guys? you know how you do that, and so we, we were trying to, look, I was trying to figure out this way, so one day I was sitting in the college library stack, and I was looking at her, and every day I went to college, I would do, I had a, I had own routine, anybody routine people in here, anybody got a routine, you kind of wake up, you do your own thing, well my routine was I woke up, I got on the light rail, which was like a, like a, you know, a train, city train thing that we would get into the college area, got on the light rail, and I stopped, it would stop right in front of my favorite breakfast burrito spot, and uh, y'all don't know what a breakfast burritos are out here in Texas, because y'all don't believe in them, but But um, in California, there's these things called breakfast burritos. One time I came to Texas, the first time I came to Texas, I said, can I get a breakfast burrito from like this taco truck? And the guy was like, no. I'm like, can I just, he goes, we don't do that. We do breakfast tacos. Y'all know, right? You do breakfast tacos. I said, no, no, I I want a breakfast burrito. He goes, we don't do that. I said, do you guys make burritos? He goes, yes, but at lunchtime, dinner. I said, well, just put the tortilla that you use in the, y'all see what I'm saying? It doesn't seem like a stretch. So just, you know, just put the egg in the tortilla and call it a burrito. He goes, we don't even know what you're talking, he went and got his manager. I'm like, I don't, I feel like, anyway. So I'm in California. Sorry, I had a moment. So I'm in California, and we breakfast burritos. So it would, you know, the eggs and the cheese and the bacon and the sausage and the chili and the, the beans and the potatoes. I mean, just all up in it. So I used to get this big old burrito every time I went to the the class. And so fast forward back. I'm in the, the library stacks. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm studying, and the girl walks in. And, like, you know, she walks in. And obviously, guys, when we see girls walk in, they're always walking in slow motion. So she's walking in slow motion. Her hair's flying in the wind. There's no inside the library there's wind and now her hair is flying and dubs are flying behind her and and i'm like oh i'm gonna go you know so she's walking down this stack so i could see her walking down this stack and the only way out of this stack was coming back through this other stack so i thought i was gonna create a moment where i can accidentally y'all know what i'm saying like accidentally run in there so i'm like okay so she goes over there she gets to the end of the stack so i run walk you know i would speed walk you know just you know, I speed walk and I get to the book and I'm sitting there, I'm holding this book. And it was about, you know, cars or something. I don't know. And it didn't matter. And so I'm like sitting there holding this book and I'm like this, you know, I'm like waiting for her to come and I'm watching her. I'm like, she's coming over down. She's coming down. So I see her. She gets around the corner, right? So I know she's going to come down. And all of a sudden I felt it. And I don't know if you guys ever felt it. Maybe you felt it after you eat something you shouldn't eat some somebody's gonna feel it later on today because y'all about to eat some chips and dip and some hot wings y'all said come on and so i felt it i was sitting there and i was like oh oh and she was coming and i was like oh she's gonna but i held it right guys because you got to hold yourself this we're talking about is the game time it's game time right game time about to meet this girl, and so I'm like, just accidentally, so I'm sitting there, and I'm feeling it, and I got, the, you know, my, my stomach is burbling, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's hurting, and I'm like, oh, no, and I, I, I was sitting there, and I look up, and then all of a sudden, the worst thing happened, okay? So, like, I don't know if y'all know this, but, like, the human body is funny. Sometimes it just does things that you're not expecting, and so, some, the best way I could say it, because I want to just keep it PG-13 in here... You know it it let out right so like the the pressure came out a little bit the pressure came out and so like you know can I say that is that okay is that weird it's church okay so like the pressure came out and so you know I I was like oh no and then and then so it came out but then I felt like at that moment you have two options right the first option is is you just stand there and maybe try to make it dissipate or you run that's my two options I chose to run. So I ran because I didn't know what to do. I panicked. It was a panic move. So the pressure came out. Panic move. I ran down the stack. And at the same time, she's walking back. I'm the only one in the stack. There's no one else there. And I run to this back. And for some reason, I should have just kept running. Honey, I should have just kept running. I just kept running. And I, I, I got to the end of the stack. I looked back. And just as I looked back, she was walking through that area that I had just... Where you know something happened and so she had just walked into it and i'll never forget her face i stopped she looked up and she saw me and at the same time she saw me she went oh like that oh her knees kind of buckled a little bit she knew it was me there was no one else there it was i was caught red-handed and how many of y'all know that was a bad day that was a bad day and I married that girl. you right. I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not her. That's my wife. That's somebody completely different. I, love, I don't even know who that girl is anymore. She disappeared. I think she quit the college. She <laughs> left. You know? She, that would be a good story, though, honey, if like you were that one. And, but that wasn't her. So, because, well, she's, you know, she's got a nose, and she smelled things. So it was not good. <laughs> this was not a moment for that guy with leprosy. He did not have a bad day. He had a bad life. He had a bad life. Uh... You're not born with leprosy. You you contract it, and it's a nerve disease. This is a guy who had left lived a life of considerable pain, isolation, hurt, frustration. Uh, it was illegal for him to be around people. They used to, um, in the law, in the Levitical law, if you had leprosy, you if you got within a certain amount of distance of somebody you had to scream unclean to keep them back and if you didn't you could be stoned you 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 in fact pharisees would keep rocks in their pockets for those who had leprosy to throw at them never i want you to imagine never had a hug never had a high five you you weren't you didn't talk to people. It was airborne you didn't talk to people you didn't interact with people. You, some of us have got a little taste of what isolation has, can do to people in the last 20 months. That's the way he lived his life. He didn't have a bad day. He had a, he had a bad life. No job, no money, ridiculed, wasn't around family. In fact, if he was connecting with people he knew, he had to find an isolated place and even then, could not get close. And Jesus, like Jesus does, comes down. And he touched him. He touched him. One of my favorite stories about Jesus. Maybe one of the smallest stories of interactions that Jesus ever has with somebody. And he, he touches him. And I thought, what an interesting thing. That one interaction with Jesus can change the course of a life. And I don't know about you, but man, I, I, my course of my life has been pretty pretty tough, pretty hard. But every champion that I know of, every person who does anything worth doing in this life has some comeback story in them. One of my favorite quotes Michael Jordan ever said, is: he said, I miss more than... 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games, 26 times. I've been trusted to take the winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over and over and over again. They said, that is why I succeed. There's something about being a comeback that just makes you a champion. So I just wanted to talk about that today. What, what does it take? How to be a comeback? If you're taking notes, number one is this, is is in order to be a comeback, you need adversity. Like you need adversity. For you to be a comeback, you need something to come back from. And that's an interesting concept because for me, I don't know about you, but I'm like, you know, honestly, God, I prefer not to come back from anything. I like to just stay on top all the time. Anybody else like to just win? And like When you walk into a place, DJ Khaled's song, just, all I do is win, win, win. Like, that's what I want my theme song to be. But it's not. They need to make the opposite. Whatever the opposite song is, you know, like, all I seem to do is lose, lose. Like, I, I for some reason in a lot of my life, I, the things I anybody ever do that? You just go into a situation where you just feel like, man, I know that I'm going to do well here, and you just don't? Like the rest of society? The last... Twenty months, Luke chapter five. I like it says, while he was in one of those cities, there came a man full of leprosy. Then he saw Jesus. We never known about this leper without this adversity. Might not have been in our Bible. This guy, matter of fact, he might not even have met Jesus without this leprosy. So, I'm just saying, like, at some point for us to be a comeback, you got to have something to come back from. To truthfully, his source were his salvation. Like, the thing that that was hurting him was actually the thing that brought him to the feet of Jesus. You got to understand that in order for you and I to be a great comeback, a champion in life, you got to, like, see adversity well. it's, It's needed, it's necessary. It's inevitable. I know it's not fun, but, man, it's, it's, a good, it's a good piece. It's a good part of the puzzle for a comeback. Uh, most people debate whether or not, you know, the, who's the greatest quarterback in history. And, you know, I think you can debate, you know, different timelines and series. But I, I think we could all say that Tom Brady is probably, at least, if not the greatest, one of the greatest. Um, one of the most accomplished quarterbacks and has just retired. He's probably going to come back, play for the New Orleans Saints. It's going to be powerful. <laughs> but, you know, seven championship rings. I mean, you, you just need to go look at his stats. Like, just go look at him. Like, it's, even if you don't like the guy, you're just like, man, I respect him. You know, like five times the Super Bowl MVP. You know, uh, it just, just, just crazy amounts of, of accolades. And yet, this guy... His, his his story is so interesting and unique he was a bench warmer for high school i could not get on the team he was a bench warmer for college when he went into college he had to fight through like seven different quarterbacks just to play one time you should go go google tom brady's draft photo it'll make you laugh he looks so sad No muscles. You're like, this guy's not even a football player. I'm surprised he's ever even, does he even know what football is? I was going to show you the picture. It it would just distract us all. I didn't even want to do it. (laughs) He's terrible. He becomes, he comes into the NFL draft, and you would think, and he winds up leading some championships in Michigan. But here's what's funny he's picked sixth round, 199th pick. And you look at, and all of these things. I want to read you his draft report, okay? This is all of the experts. Everybody say experts. Because there's an expert in your life telling you about you. He said, this is, this is Tom's official draft report for Don Brady. Poor build, skinny. Lacks great physical stature and strength. Lacks mobility and ability to avoid the rush. Lacks a really strong arm. Can't drive the ball down the field. Tom Brady doesn't throw a really tight spiral system type player who can get exposed if forced gets knocked down easily. Tom Brady was asked about this. He said, this is quote, he said, I didn't come in with opportunity to play the right way. I had to earn it from adversity from the bottom. So I just, I just, I think, We as Christians have to realize, maybe, maybe, maybe the thing you're going through right now, maybe. Who am I? Maybe the thing you're going through right now is not the thing that's going to kill you. Maybe it's the thing that's going to make you, right? Like, could it be? That the thing that you thought was was designed to keep you down and out was the thing that brought you to the feet of Jesus. I, I don't know. There's just some. There's some part of adversity that I think we as Christians we can get so in our minds about. Like, well, God wants the best life for us. No, God don't want. Like, God wants me happy all the time. Anybody ever think that? Like, God wants me happy. I like to be happy. I like commit. Like. Uh, like comedies and you know in shows i like to laugh and 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 be happy and so i think that god wants me to be happy but the more i read the bible the more i realize god's less concerned with my happiness than he is concerned with me and being blessed and my my blessing often comes at the back of some level of adversity because that's how humans work that's that's how we that's how we learn we have to realize adversity is coming. John 16 says, I have told you this, that you have a peace in me here on earth. He goes, in me you have peace, but on earth, you got to remember, you're going to have many trials and sorrows. So you becoming a Christian is not a guarantee for problem-free life. As much as I'd like to sell a book, and I probably could sell a book. And there have been books sold. That promise you a problem-free life. If you just do X, Y, and Z. And unfortunately, some Christians even say, problem-free life, if you just come into Jesus and you just give your life to Jesus. And I'm like, you didn't read the Bible because it seems like everybody who started following God had a lot of adversity. Yes, they were blessed, but they they fought some demons. And the closer I get to God... Longer I live in this earth. Some of y'all been around for longer than I have. Y'all, you know, you, you, you've seen it all. You've been pre- saved since Moses and you, you know, and you like to, it's coming. Right. Come on, y'all. Like some of you have been around a couple of times on this earth. Can I get an amen? amen. Like it's just coming. It's just coming. You got to know. And here's the deal. If you don't see it right, man, it, it'll, it'll mess with you. And so our perspective is the issue. Our perspective tends to, tends to, tends to control our performance. And, and I notice if you don't see it right, man, you could really get in trouble. I was at a Giants game, San Francisco Giants game um, uh, this last year, and there was a guy who, and, and it was a major league game. We were sitting in the stadium, and, and the guy hits a ball, and it pops up. He pops up the ball. And this player just kind of halfway trotted. He's just on Mosey to first base pops it up into the outfield. It's the last out, two outs, he pops it up. And he's just whatever. The the ball goes out and the guy loses it in the sun. And it falls and hits the ground. He sees the ball fall hit the ground, and what do you think he did? <laughs> he started running and he made it no, no kid, he made it all the way to third base. The next guy comes up, strikes out, and he's over. He's standing on third base. And you know what happened? This is the best thing about being in sports. His coach came out and gave him the business. Because that guy could have been at home. That guy could have scored. That guy could have. Come on, you all what I'm saying? And his perspective on it was, well, it's just I lost again. His perspective was, oh, man, I swung, and I popped it up, and there's no hope. And I just wonder how many times we do that. We see our problems. as like, ah, I guess it just is what it is. God doesn't care. He's not paying attention. I'm in trouble again. Wife's crazy again. Husband don't listen. Kids are cray. I don't understand what's going on. My boss is an idiot. I don't Like, why is it? Y'all, right? Like, yes. Or, 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 zip. Okay. God's using this. God's using this. God's u- come on right. God's using it. I'm going Yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. You pick me 199th in the in the draft, you going you going to hear about me. Yeah. somebody has got to get a little bit of backbone. Come on, you're right. Like the next thing some, next time something happens to you, just say that. Satan, you going you going to hear about me. Number 2. Number 2. Poison the pocket. Poise in the pocket. So first is you know this idea of of, of needing adversity, but then the second one is in order to come back, you need poise in the pocket. This is being calm and collected. This is the principle I call the respond and not react principle. When something crazy is going on, to come back. Luke five twelve. He says he fell on his face and he begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. I like he said that. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Um. He didn't walk up to Jesus and say. My life is so bad. And emotion taking over a moment. And that doesn't happen to us, other people in other churches. But like when you have a bad moment and emotion takes over your moment and you become reactive and not responsive, that'll mess with you. That that I'm telling you, that'll mess with you. When I love, I love watching some of like the especially quarterbacks. Some of the greatest quarterbacks in history were not the most gifted, the most talented, the most accurate, the most best throwers, the fastest runners. I mean, y'all seen Tom Brady? Like it's just it does it doesn't work like that. But they had this in like this quality, and I read about it a lot. A lot of uh, uh, a lot of uh, scouts will talk about it. They're calm. They use this. They're calm under pressure. They're calm under pressure. Like, they have this ability to, um, if you're a coach, you teach a quarterback, it's kind of interesting, to step up in the pocket and not step back. So when the pressure's on, the blitz comes, okay, the big dudes are trying to tackle you and hurt you and take you out. The The tendency for all of us is to step back. Where's that football? Do I have my football? Where is that? You should, you know, throw it to me. Just, yeah, yeah. Okay, look. So interesting, right? So like this is a, an official NFL football. And and what they say is when you when you when they you hike the ball and you're standing there, the tendency for every person in the world is to is to run back. But the way that the play is designed for quarterback is that the the defensive ends run out. So if you step back, what are you doing? You're running right into the defense. The more you step back, the more you get hit. You're playing into their plans. They want you to step back. They want you to run away. They say, no, no. You hike the ball. You get here. Poison the pocket. You read the defense. You step up, and you throw. So, so for us, in order for us to get and to be... A comeback, you, you have to poison the pocket is processing the moment, right? And responding in the godliest way. So if your life, right? If your life, you're in the middle of a game, you're, you're hiking, the, you're in the middle. And yes, it feels like somebody's going to get you. Does anybody feel like that recently? Like I just wake up sometimes and I'm like, I just feel like right now somebody's after me. like, And I have to just pray. I'm like, no, Satan, no, not today, not today we have that light? I'm going to get that T-shirt. Like, not today, Satan. Like, that, not today. And, and, and sometimes I can feel the pressure of life around me. Things are falling all around me. Guys are falling. They're trying to hurt me. The best thing that I need to do when I feel the pressure, I step up. I step up. I know I want to lean. I know I want to run. I know I want to run. But I'm going to step up boys in the pocket. Mo, catch this ball, catch this ball. Just throw, just, just throw, boys, I just, I want to, because I don't want, what I don't want, what I don't want is for me to retreat in the moment I should be making the play of my life. And if that's you right now, and you feel like somebody's attacking you, you feel like somebody's after you. You feel like the world's coming around down around you. And there's a bunch of stuff. You, you step up. You step up. You step up and have poise in the pocket. Last one is this. Execute the play. Last one is this. Execute the play. Make the right play in the moment. I like this. Luke chapter 5, it says, and he charged him. I'm done. He charged him to tell him no one and to go and show. I like that. Everybody say, go, go. and show. Say like you mean it and you're happy to, you, your team just won. Go and show. Yeah, go and show yourself to the priests and make an offering cleanse as Moses commanded you to approve of them. I think what's interesting about Jesus is that he's, he's like me. He's about that action. Right? Stop talking about what you want and should and could do. At the end of the day, In order for you to be a comeback from what you were coming back from, you're gonna need some adversity because you gotta have something to come back from. You gotta have poise in the pocket and be able to handle the pressure, but then at the end of the day, you gotta execute the play. So you gotta actually do what you said you're gonna do. And what I've noticed is that, like, um, have you noticed the difference between good quarterbacks and bad quarterbacks? Are the ones that when they're in the moment to actually throw the ball, there's a guy who's wide open and he don't hit the guy. Anybody ever gotten up and screamed at your TV recently? He's wide open. Just throw the ball. That's what you're paid to do. Right? The guy's wide open. He sells it. I think at some point you just got to go stop talking about it. Stop telling people you're a Christian online. Stop telling people that. They don't believe you. You realize? It's like the biggest pet peeve of mine with social media. It's not non-Christians, because non-Christians act the way they should. Non-Christ-like. And so my people... We're supposed to be on the same team and be Christian and you do crazy stuff online. Be posting about crazy things online and then talking about here's the Bible verse from the day. (laughs) Stop talking about it. Is this too much? James 1, be doers of the word. That's powerful, man. Like be go go do it. Stop just listening. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were like, "I'm praying for another word from God." I'm not a good counselor. You know what I'm saying? I don't have that gift. Because people say stuff to me a lot, and I just tell them what I think. (laughs) I just feel like I have a unique perspective over like 20-something years of ministry, talking to people with their issues, and I'm like, maybe you don't need to pray for another word from God so you can hear it and not do it again. Maybe you should just do the last word that he told you fully and then see what happens. And I think sometimes we get like that with God. We're like, oh, okay, we're done with this one. Can you give me another word? And God's like, why would I give you another word? You ain't even done with that one. You ain't even done with that. I was with my kids the other day. I had pizza. We made pizza, homemade pizza. That's what we do. We do pizza, pizza everywhere. It's pizza. So I have a thousand children. It's pizza. It's giant Little Caesars in my house. Just pizza. My son's sitting with his plate. He's got two pieces of pizza. One, I don't know why kids do this. It stresses me out. I'm a little... I'm a little OCD about this. They'll take a bite out of each pizza. Do your kids do this? Like they have two burgers or they have chicken nuggets. They won't finish the chicken nugget they're eating. They'll eat one bite out of one and then they'll eat another bite out of the other. I'm like, that's ungodly. You're not appreciating. I start using Bible verses, you know, have no context to what they're doing. but I'm like, Lord said in some part of the Bible that you shouldn't do that. And they're eating their pizza, and no lie, there's pizza on their plate, and my son looks up to me and goes, can I have more pizza? I'm like, homie, you, you ain't even done with the pizza that's on your plate. So here's the answer. No. There's a big can of nope, right? Here's a no. You can't have more pizza. Finish the pizza that you eat. But, but I think sometimes you look at God and say, God, you know, I know you gave me... This word about coming to church and serving and loving people and honoring you. But can you give me another word? He's, I think he's good enough to tell us no, no, no. God tells me no a lot. It's for my protection. We say that at our church. Correction is for your protection, not rejection. By the way, if you're ever corrected by someone, you should thank them. They're helping you. They're helping you. They're helping you. You need adversity. Poison the pocket, come on, come on. Poison the pocket, right? Gotta stay where I'm at and then execute the play, execute the play. I think you could be a great comeback this week, this year, maybe in this life.